When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. See if Aaron can do for you what she did for Linda and me, and that was to get that home loan approval turned around in a snap. She is, after all, the person who can make that 10-day home loan approval guarantee a reality. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com, B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, bowersockteam.com. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and get to this audio. So Steve Sarkeesian yesterday reveals that Xavier Worthy played pretty much the last half of the season with a broken a broken hand. Now, what specifically the injury was, uh, we don't know. But everybody's heard the Sark quote from yesterday, how, how it bothered him, and, and you know, he's expecting to see a different Xavier Worthy. Well, like I said at the top, and uh, Jim Fortuno pointed out from the Associated Press, heck of a reporter, good dude. Jim mentioned this on Twitter that they cut the exchange he had with Sark out of the YouTube clip that went out to everybody. And I think this actually provides some context on why Sark delayed the, why he didn't make the announcement. And furthermore, what was the severity injury? Sark didn't go into specifics, but you'll catch something here at the end. uh, And you'll hear a follow-up from Kirk Bowles that further explains, further gets into Kind of how bad was it? So keep in mind what you heard yesterday, what everybody digested, and I, I want to play this audio right now, and, and I think this provides some some more context and some background for it. Why was there secrecy about that? Because I don't have to tell you. Okay, I understand that, but Xavier, but clearly had a year that people were kind of questioning what was going on with him. This would have been a pretty big development on. on and our opponents would have known too. Okay. So we have a lot of injuries that can occur on our team that may not keep a player out, um, that we don't disclose, um, A, to protect the player, and B, to protect the program. In, in hindsight, do you wish you'd played somebody else, though, because he was limited? No, I felt like he was the best option for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Two things there. One, when Sark's talking about an injury that might not keep a guy out, Craig, you've been doing this a long time. I've heard from plenty of assistant coaches over the year. There are a lot of guys that play through a lot of various injuries throughout a season mm-hmm. that the general public doesn't know about. Absolutely. For those exact reasons. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. That's just the way some coaches operate. Well, it's to protect the program and to protect the uh, the dissemination of information that could help an opponent prepare Facing it, knowing that a certain player is injured. Some coaches some coaches handle it differently. Yep. Sark's approach is real similar to Mac Brown. And it's from the standpoint that there's no need for that information to be out, don't want it out, and I'll let that out whenever I'm getting ready to let it out at the appropriate time. Yeah. Um, I will also add this. When Mac was doing it, uh, remember that was right at the time when you started hearing more and more about HIPAA and what they could say, and and Mac was able to pretty much pull the curtain across the HIPAA curtain across and was just like, can't talk about it, it's HIPAA, you know, and it would just and it would just go, it would it would be like that. Yeah. 
uh, but this is now beyond where there's where there's things that they can say. So then it comes down to the head coach making the conscious decision. I'm not going to say anything about this player, yeah. other than because think about it. Last year during the year. Um, Sark would say somebody would ask him about a injured player. What's what's the status of of uh, of Roshan? And he'd say he he's making progress day to day. We'll we'll see how it is. And that's and he prob- usually like like the Quinn injury last year was the big one. Yep. He got out in front of it on Monday and said, "Don't ask me about him. He's day to day." Blah blah. And as reporters on the Thursday availability, we still have to ask. Like that's our mm-hmm. job. You, you have to ask. And Sark's free to answer however he wants. Right. Like I said, different coaches handle it different ways. Like, <laughs> like I love Charlie Strong, but Charlie would like often bury the lead with injuries. Like I'll never forget the Monday after the North Texas game, his first game, it gets through. You know who played well, all this stuff, and then oh by the way, uh, David Ash is out forever, and Dom Espinosa has a broken ankle. Any questions? Yeah. Right. Why don't we rewind that to the part where your quarterback's going to probably miss the rest yeah. of the year? Um, and then I thought Tom Herman at time was maybe. Too descriptive <laughs> with injuries, but the it's, pubic symphysis when he was talking about Jordan Whittington. But that's the way Tom wanted to run it. Like, hey, he would. I'm the head coach. He, he wanted he wanted to understand the science. So he explained that to me. Yeah, uh, and then so I mean, now was I crazy about the fact that it pluckers that he went pubic symphysis and said it really loud like that and and he wasn't trying it just it came out like that and we all kind of cringed all of a sudden didn't seem that uh, yeah it kind of cringed a little bit there but he was about i'm not i'm lying cam holy mac is always appealing yeah right uh had some last night in fact um uh the dissemination of the information uh in in how he chose to do it because he was really into studying the science of the injury itself. But that, knowing, knowing Tom, the little I knew him compared to uh, your interactions with him, it was more of, hey, I'm the head coach. If anybody's going to release injury yes. information, it's going to be me, and I'm going to make sure it's out there. So that way right. nobody's going to hear anything from a source. It's going to be, here's what it is, here's what we're dealing with, and here's how we're helping this guy rehab. For better or worse, that's that's what it right. is. So there's that part of it, and, and I, I certainly get that for Sark. But getting to his later comments to Jim's question and his answer to Kirk's question, I think that tells you the injury, it, it's one of those weird injuries where it's bad. It clearly impacted the guy's play, but he didn't have to have surgery. To my knowledge, was never in a hard cast. He was in, I mean, he we saw pictures of X on his Instagram yep. where he's wearing the soft cast. Yep. It was just one of those deals that, and I, and I don't know, this This is speculation on my part, what I'm about to say. Is it one of those deals from the training staff? And Craig, again, over all the sports you've covered, you've heard this. It's like, well, I mean, it's not good, but it's probably not going to get any worse. Right. So it kind of is what it is. And Can't it do becomes, any more damage right, to it. It becomes or... a pain tolerance thing. Like he said, that's speculation on my part. But it was bad enough that it bothered him, but it was not bad enough to where he was going to have to miss time. Right. So it's kind of one of those borderline injuries. And uh, I, I don't know if he mentioned – oh, I, I think he mentioned it uh, in there. Like there were times in practice where, you know, he wouldn't that, – was that the, the clip we just played? I forget where he was talking about, hey, sometimes we'd hold him out of practice, just wouldn't throw balls to him, just give it time to heal. But that's how they chose to handle it. Now the other part is his answer to Kirk's question. Where, well, and, and I think this is to me is, is the bigger question. Okay, it was bad enough that it hampered him. Not bad enough to keep him out. 
why continue to funnel usage through him as often as you did? And I think Sark's answer to that was, we felt like he was the best option. Now, you can get into the nitty-gritty, and I would certainly uh, agree with this part of it. I heard Rod talking about this on Ball Don't Lie yesterday, and we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the Blitz when it got around on Instagram. I think Brendan Marion put it out that X was dealing with a broken hand towards the back end of the season. And that's what I said. I, I think it, I'm in the camp that it was bad, but not bad enough to where Sark could lessen the usage of him because yeah. of how often he was used. Now, could he have funneled more targets to Jordan Weddington? Could he have funneled more targets to Bijan? or Roshan, or Jatavian Sanders? Certainly. He certainly could have. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was what it was, and that's why I will contend that as good at, time, as, at, as, good at times as the 2022 offense was, they left some meat on the bone. They're, they didn't max. The offensive capability was not maximized last season. Even though you had a unanimous All-American, you had a Doak Walker Award winner, you could have gotten more out of that offense than what you got. And I think part of that would have been taking some of the burden off of X by funneling your passing game usage to other guys. Now, how did it exactly impact Xavier Worthy? I went through and crunched the numbers, and I looked at pro football focus. So some people might have dropped numbers from other resources, but I went to PFF and looked at all the Big 12 teams and their drops. Uh, Do you realize, Craig, there were only two teams last year that had fewer drops in the Big 12 than Texas did? Really? According to PFF, Kansas had the fewest drops with nine, which we know. They, especially once they were without Jalen Daniels, they just didn't throw the football a whole lot. K-State with four, with nine. K-State with 14, they don't air it out a lot. Then tied for, I guess that would be tied for eighth in the conference or seventh, however you want to look at it, were Texas and Texas Tech with 18 total drops. Xavier Worthy had seven drops. That was tied for second in the Big 12. If you look at you know drops compared to targets, that's 10.5% of his targets were dropped. If you go to 2021, though, he only had three drops on the year. 4.6% of his targets resulted in a drop. So that production was really out of whack. And and we could tell, like the eye test could tell you, okay, there's something that's not right with X. And if Sark had mentioned this right after the season or right after the bowl game, could it have prevented some of the blowback that X got where I think people could assume, oh, He's lazy, he doesn't care, he's immature, blah, blah, blah. All the stuff that you saw flying around on social media about Xavier Worthy, could Sark have cut some of that off and basically given his wide receiver a little bit of a cushion? Absolutely. But then, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, as a coach, and especially Sark as a coach who was a player, are you conflicted between I need to protect my guy or is that going to sound like I'm making excuses for him? And how does X want to handle right. that? Maybe X didn't want him to announce it. Like, no, I don't want that to sound like an excuse. I can handle whatever is going to be said about me and whatever you know conclusions are going to be drawn up about me in the court of public opinion. So it's one of those deals. That it, there's a lot of gray area in here. I felt like, me personally, I felt like the earlier Sark could have announced that, the better. And not in season. Like, do it, do it immediately after the bowl game is over. Right. You know, do it. Uh, in early January, whatever. And and this would have been out about a month ago if he would have had a signing day press conference. But there wasn't one of those, and it wouldn't have had to wait until the first day of spring practice. Right. But I digress on all that. It was handled the way it was handled. X is healthy, and hopefully we see a much better, more consistent, more productive Xavier Worthy this year. I just think, Craig, at the end of the day, everything I said, the bottom line is there's a ton of gray area in here. 
And I think I think what doesn't need to get lost in this too, just because he had the hand injury, does that mean Xavier Worthy doesn't need to mature? Does that mean there doesn't need to be some growth? No. Both things both things can be true. He could have had a hand injury that hampered his play, but he could also need to mature and need to grow up a little bit and need to take a bigger role on this team uh, because he is one of your better players. So there's a lot of stuff that can be true. There's a lot of gray area, but the bottom line is, yes, he did have a hand injury. Yes, it did impact him. And I think we saw that a little bit too, Sark's adjustment. Go back and look at how much 12 personnel Texas ran with two wide receivers and two tight ends. And part of that was when he talks about being a better option, that goes back to that whole deal we talked about all year last year. Nobody ever really emerged as that number three receiver. Casey Kane got a shot at it, and you know, probably once he dropped that ball against Iowa State, we didn't really see him until the bowl game. And they really leaned on Bijan and Roshan from that point. They ran more two back stuff again, used more twelve personnel. So we saw Sark adjust a little bit. I just felt like there could have been more adjusting and a better way to funnel production to your healthier playmakers to take a little bit of that burden off him. But just again, just. To me, a ton of gray area. No doubt about it. Uh, and, um, and, 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 you know, knowing X, he would be one of the guys who would try to, who would tell you, I know I have to be better the next year. He's the, the, the competitive side of him has a lot to do with this as well, where, where he goes from, from here and his work ethic and everything that he puts into it as well. So, I mean, it's, it's important to, to, to keep all of that in context as well, and CB and a couple other texters bring up the point: Did Sark what he did? What he did? What he did? So Worthy wouldn't transfer? Maybe, but I don't know the answer to that. Nobody yeah. knows the answer to that except X and Sark. Those are the only two people that can honestly answer that question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it it became a popular topic of conversation to use last year when things weren't going well for him that. You know, the thing that bothered me was reading all the stuff from people who said he's just mailing it in. He's not giving. He's not giving effort and all that stuff. And that's that's a perfect example of not knowing all the facts and rendering judgment. That, that's that's why I don't like going there. I don't like going there. And yeah. Craig, you, we've been doing the show for three years, going on going into year four. Yeah. I don't like going there saying, oh, so and so, they took plays off, or they, you know, they didn't give a whole effort. Like, no, you're I, not I in practice. You don't know. Yeah, like I. I'll tell you, there's a there's a Texas player playing in the NFL right now that was dogged for a couple of years about, oh, you know, he, he doesn't tackle the right way. He doesn't, you know. And if people knew the severity of the injury he was dealing with when some of that stuff was being said, that, that stuff wouldn't have been said. Yeah. But again, it's it falls into that gray area of I'm going to – and Sark is well within his rights to do this. I'm not saying he owes anybody an explanation or whatever, but – the coach views this is how I'm going to protect my players. This is how I'm going to protect the program, and it is what it is. So, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we can continue to discuss it, and feel free. Specs text line is open three three seven three seven seven six. If you got anything on that, so uh, we'll get to that. 